0: It is now time for Not For Kids Only. Not For Kids Only is sponsored by the kind folks at Casa of Humboldt, also Om Shala Yoga, the Humboldt County Library, and North Coast Regional Child Support Services. Joining me now, we have special guests today to talk about Autism Awareness Month and Autism in general, we've got Shelby Peterson, who's the curriculum resource teacher, and Genevieve Macias, who's the principal of the program that is called Special Beginnings here in Humboldt. Hey, ladies. Oops. Let me let me turn your mics on. Let's try that again.
1: <laughs> hey. Hi, hey, ladies. Thanks. Afternoon. For having us. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having us. <laughs>
0: yes it's my pleasure so y'all are here to talk about autism and autism awareness month and it just started a couple days ago in april um what exactly is autism Well,
2: the first thing I want to start off with, because I know it's real important to my families, is April is Autism Awareness Month, but a lot of um, what the community right now in regards to the families and professionals is acceptance as well. So we're going to use those words too, awareness and acceptance. And I'll let Shelby answer that. Um, We're going to banter back and forth. We decided
1: to split up this. So autism is a neurodevelopmental disability, so it has life time effects for individuals and it varies because it's a spectrum. Many people might be familiar with that term but the way that we look at autism changed a few years ago, and they really refer to it now as autism spectrum disorders. And so what does that really mean? And it really means that individuals to varying degree have challenges in the way that they interact with others. So not only with their verbal, maybe communication skills, but their ability to read someone's affect, or their understanding of how do I initiate and sustain and end conversations with individuals. So with little people, and Genevieve and I work primarily with children, children 18 months through five, we look at that as how do they initiate or have interactions with their peers? Do they just kind of stand back or how are they interacting with their primary caregivers? And a lot of times with kids, their social communication has to deal with their play. So how are they playing with other kids? What does that look like? Because that's how little people learn is through play.
0: It's super duper interesting that y'all are doing this um, this special program that's called Special Beginnings here in Humboldt. I only heard about it recently. Um, Because I met one of your teachers that is uh, Sharon, who is also um, Mm -hmm. involved with the NAACP, the local NAACP. And she was telling me about it. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what Special Beginnings is and how um, we are diagnosing folks on the autism spectrum these days and maybe how that's changing a little bit?
2: Yeah. Special Beginnings is um, a program for birth. And so when I say five, it's children who are not enrolled in kindergarten um, who are, or who are not eligible for kindergarten. So some five-year-olds, depending on where they turn five, that can vary. And so uh, it has a couple different parts. We have a birth to three program, which is called Early Start. And we work really closely with Redwood Coast Regional Center. And children often will get referred to Redwood Coast Regional Center, and they'll be evaluated through them. This is all free of charge, so I always remind people of that. This is a great service, and that um, if you qualify um, under reg- uh, Red Cross Regional Center's eligibility, which uh, basically has to do with having delays, you have to have a certain amount of delays in areas, and it's on their website and it's on our website if you, and if you want more information on that, um, then you can access services at no charge. And so that's another big thing. And so um, with RCRC, they will refer to us, and we have a couple different services that we provide. Um, The one, Sharon, that you met, she's one of my contained classroom teachers. So she has an an intensive intervention classroom for children 18 months to three. And that classroom, it does serve children with autism. It also serves children uh, who do not have autism, but they have delays in communication and social delays. Um, So you don't necessarily have to have that specific disability to access that and again that's it's free it's you know taxpayer funded so but free for the parent but not free for society but um but the goal of that kind of service is to really um work with your child into, you know with whatever specific things they need worked on and make a lot of gains in a short period of time and so um so that's one half of special beginnings um we also have traveling teachers um that in under three and over three programming that go around um, the county and serve children. And they typically go into homes or they go into preschools and they serve children there. Um, three to five roles that falls under special ed. And so you have to be eligible under one of the categories of special ed. And there's 13 different ways. Um, and so that, should you qualify for that, so say so you have a speech language impairment or you have autism, then we have services that you can access through your IEP, individual education plan. Um, and so, um, we and again, I have contained intervention classrooms for children three to five that are around the county, um, and we are a rural county, so we have classrooms in various locations because it's a lot to get from one place to the next.
0: Yeah, where so what? What specific areas do you have um, people serving? So, I, I mean,
2: my teachers go everywhere. So, I have a teacher that goes up to Hoopa and serves kids there. I have teachers that go to Southern Humboldt and serve there um, uh, to Oric there. Uh, so, we are everywhere. Everywhere. um the contained classrooms right now that we have locations um at peninsula school um there's a location there at winsler campus in eureka um fortuna junior, junior academy we have a classrooms there and we even have a classroom right now in del Norte. so we're spread around so that people can access um and students can access and aren't um, traveling great distances even then, if you're coming from Hoopa, you're driving away to get to this service. But then it's a very specialized service for your child. Um, so for a special beginnings, so we have a, a couple different things going on. And so it's not just for kids with autism. It, you can have um, challenges with communication. You can have other uh, different things going on, and we provide services as well as you... Um, can uh, get screened, and this is not at the cost to the family, and and you can access assessment should de- should it indicate you need
0: it. Yeah, so I was going to talk a little bit about assessment because it seems like you know you you're talking about how special beginnings you your program starts at 18 months. Is that early to know if someone is experiencing uh, these developmental delays or like how do you how does how does a parent of an 18 month old say, hey, maybe something's a little off here. Maybe my child um, isn't developing this in, uh, quickly or, you know, how do, how do you look at that? So we're, I'm going to do two things. So I'll talk a okay. little bit about that question okay.
2: and then I'm going to let Shelby talk about the actual assessment for okay. autism. Um, So ideally, you're talking to your pediatrician about concerns you have. I know in this area, it's pretty challenging because we have a lot of turnover in our doctors and uh, people who are and those kind of uh, medical individuals serving kids. So what I see is kind of a splintered thing. Sometimes uh, families will go and say, hey, why isn't my child not talking? And the pediatrician will make a referral. Sometimes um, they're going up to this, you know, um, go online and look at like the Center for Disease Control has a wonderful, website which gives developmental checklists so you can kind of reference to see where your child is in comparison for that age and then you can go ahead as a parent and make a referral yourself. Um, some families um, you know if you're uh, accessing certain types of program like a Head Start, Early Head Start or you um, maybe like the WIC program they'll have resources to assist you with accessing this type of service. So um, for families wanting to more know more about development I often where we'll have them say i'll say start at the you know the cdc and look at their website it's pretty comprehensive they have great checklists for uh every like every age of what a child should be doing um for autism specific um if you have a concern i i there's a couple great websites um the internet is scary so be careful just typing something in Um, (laughs) there's a lot of misinformation but um uh, autism navigator is a great website that has a video glossary that talks about symptomology has videos on what that actually looks like and uh it talks about assessment and it also talks about interventions so but fundamentally you can actually if you have concerns you can pick up the phone and call me and you can talk to me and um you know i'll try to direct you or refer you to where you need to go and that's on the h website my direct line and then I'll have Shelby talk about so, how so autism is evaluated. So you has
1: an 18-month-old and you know that there's a concern. So unlike testing for like juvenile diabetes, there's no blood test for autism. So what happens is a doctor or a clinical psychologist will get the referral and they'll do a series of tests. They'll look at the child's thinking skills. So they'll look at their cognitive abilities, look at their adaptive skills. And then if they're looking at something that's autism specific, they're going to do what's called the gold standard in the field. It's called the Autism Diagnostic Observation Scale, or the ADOS. And basically, it's a really fun play date. It's really structured, and the reason it's so structured is you want to see how does a child transition in between activities? What are they doing with a new person You know, to get their attention? What kind of language are they using? How do they request things? Are they able to kind of integrate their gaze? If you think about even a 12-month-old who doesn't have language yet – If you walk into the room, they're looking at your face. They're using a distal point where they're pointing at something and they're looking at that and looking back at you. And so in the structured play date, you set things up for the child to show those skills so that you can see if they have them or not. And then really looking at why that might be the case. Is it that there's impacting something in the way they're learning? That's why we look at their kind of their cognitive or problem solving skills, or is it strictly just language? And so they're finding that even at 12 months, you can kind of tell that there's some serious red flags. And what they're really recommending now is that you start early intervention as soon as possible. So it may not be that you get a full-blown autism um, diagnostic determination at 12 months, but it's like you're at risk for potentially developing autism spectrum disorder.
0: And so can you talk a little bit about this process, this super fun play date? Um, And and is this a new way of... Us looking at autism and the autism spectrum and diagnosing it from an early age? Or when did this come about? Because I feel like when I was growing up, you didn't really know if someone was having... Sometimes people are getting diagnosed way, way later in life with um, being on the autism
1: spectrum. I think if people really wanted the backgrounds, um, Neurotribes, which came out in 2015, did a really nice job talking about the history of autism. So we really didn't have a way of describing what this was till around 1980. And so it used to be it was children were institutionalized and they said it was early onset childhood schizophrenia. When looking at the diagnostic criteria we have now, it's really someone who would have been identified with autism spectrum disorder. And so I think that really defining it and through – so there's the diagnostic statistical manual, the DSM, which – kind of categorizes a variety of different neurodevelopmental disabilities and other mental health conditions, and so they have a set criteria for looking at autism. And so in this very structured play date, you know it's actually in the second edition now. So um, the authors of that kind of developed it, refined it, and really it is what clinical psychologists use in doctors in terms in developmental pediatricians and looking at autism, along with a really structured interview that they'll do with families. It's like an hour and a half long with specific questions.
0: Wow. So it, um, thanks again for coming in. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Genevieve Macias. She is the principal of Special Beginnings. And we're also speaking with Shelby Peterson, who's the curriculum resource teacher of Special Beginnings program. And it is Autism Awareness Month. April's Autism Awareness Month. Um, you were telling me a little bit off mike a little bit earlier that there is a local group that's um, families have organized together to support one another um, who have who have children with autism or people who are autis- autistic are on the spectrum themselves. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and?
2: They just changed their name, so Shelby's going to have to help me. It's Humboldt Autism Alliance. And actually, um, having been um, with Special Beginnings, I think 13 years now, I I know many of the the families that are in this group, and this month they're doing a number of different um, events um, to raise money. Their particular group has um, given, has grants that they do locally and provided to different teachers and uh, different schools, um, you know, different types of resources they need to serve kids with autism so um you know i think that's the great thing about grassroots organizations um it is families seeing that there's needs and stepping up and they have and um so i don't know that's what i know off the top of my head i don't know shelby wants to add anything
1: no and they're in their 12th year i believe this year Uh, And so I feel like the feedback that we get from our families is that it's wonderful how to have that support network for them and to also be included in the community. And so how can their child learn how to go to the movies or access swimming? I think water safety in Humboldt is huge for families because we have water everywhere. And so that's a big emphasis that they have on grants for children to learn to be water safe. That's awesome.
0: And so for folks who are tuning in, I feel like um, we have I could talk to you, you ladies all day and continue to learn about um, the autism spectrum. It's all so super interesting and it seems like it's, a, it's something that we're constantly learning more and more about in our society. Um, folks who want to learn more, who maybe want to learn about special beginnings a little bit more, how do they reach out to you and get in touch with you and where do they learn more?
2: So specifically for Special Beginnings, you can go to the Humboldt County Office of Education website, um, uh, www.hcoe.org, and just look up under Special Ed. There will be a a little tab there for Special Beginnings, and it will give you a little bit more information on on that. My direct line is there, too. You can always call me. Um, And then um, I think just knowing more about uh, autism, like I said, Autism Navigator is a great uh, resource, as well as... um, um, Zero to three is a national organization that has a number of
1: resources. Um, anything else, Shelby? No, you I could think add? That parents really want to talk about. I think what's important uh, to both Genevieve and I is that all kids need skills in developing their social-emotional repertoire, and so families really can do a lot at home to support that. And so, one is to really talk about developing communication skills. So, the University of Kansas has their tools for advancing language in kids and it's called talk and it's free online videos that kind of show you simple things that you can do day to day with your child that is important that's awesome and so that's through the
0: University of Kansas yes mm-hmm. cool and that's anyone can do that with their child anytime any yeah and learn how to communicate i know communication's an issue I'm still learning about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks for coming in and talking with me, communicating with me here on K-HUM today. I think that'll wrap it up for Thank Not For Kids. For thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, for sure. If you're just tuning in, we were, we've we been talking with Shelby Peterson. She's the curriculum resource teacher at Special Beginnings and also Genevieve Macias, who is the principal of the program. And I'll be podcasting this particular conversation up at khum.com. It'll also be up on iTunes here, Probably in the next couple hours, definitely by the end of the day. I wanted to give a shout out, though, to the folks who sponsor Not For Kids Only here on KHUM. Those being the Humboldt County Library, Casa of Humboldt, Om Shala Yoga, and North Coast Child Support Services. So we wouldn't be able to bring you programs like this without those people. We're going to hear a little bit more about what they got to say. And we'll come back and we'll listen to some more music together here on K-H-U-M.